It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As we start out a new week here, right here on LOR, the Redskins weren't as busy in free agency over the weekend, but they did make one sort of significant signing, which we will touch on in just a few moments. That's our lead story uh, as we begin this episode and again this week as well. Coming up in this episode is Vince Taylor. Trent Williams' agent, the man to blame for the mess between Trent Williams and the Washington Redskins. And what does Dale Earnhardt Jr. want the Redskins to do at number two? Also, we'll try and get into some other issues depending on time, uh, or maybe we'll save them. We'll kind of see. But we'll definitely cover Dale Jr. We'll definitely cover Vince Taylor. Uh, and Trent Williams, and we'll certainly talk right here and right now about the newest Redskin, and that is Ronald Darby. That's right, Ronald Darby, Oxon Hill, Maryland native, 26-year-old cornerback last of the Philadelphia Eagles. He agrees to a one-year deal worth up to a max of $4 million. It's reported to be a $3 million base, so we'll see uh, what happens here. In case you're not aware of Ron Darby, he, again, Oxon Hill, Maryland native, went to Florida State, was one of the better cornerbacks and young cornerbacks in the NFL, went from Buffalo to Philadelphia. He played 29 of 32 games in only his two years in Buffalo, and again, was very good, and went to Philadelphia, and quite honestly, since then, You know, he's been good at times, but some nagging injuries and then a torn ACL really has hampered him. And he's only played, uh, again, 29 games over two years. So that's 29 out of 32. He's only played 28 games in the last three years. So it's been tough. There's no doubt about it uh, in terms of Ron Darby keeping him on the field uh, and getting a... A, a you know solid contribution out of him but when he's on the field you know listen he can still he can still play got a couple of interceptions uh this past year and it's not like he can't it, it's not like he can't play by any means it's just can he play Man-to-man, can he play physical and these blazing receivers with... No, I don't think he can. So, or at least he couldn't last year. I mean, if you remember week one against the Redskins, Terry McLaurin had the long touchdown bomb. That was against, I think, Jalen Mills, if memory serves me correct. The second one that was so frustrating 
that the Redskins did not hit that because it would have been a completely different game and maybe a completely different season. Who knows? Was on Ron Darby. Like Terry McLaurin blew past him for a deep post and was wide open and should have had like a 70-some-odd-yard touchdown, a second one, and Case Keenum overthrew him. That was on Darby. The next week, he gave up two touchdowns. I think both of those, I think, uh, were to Julio Jones. I, I could be wrong on that, but that's like memory served me. I, I know he gave up two touchdowns, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, in that game. Had another game against Darius Slayton on Monday Night Football in early December. Gave up a couple of touchdowns. Gave up six touchdowns on the year according to PFF. Uh, now, again, some of those numbers could be disputed depending on what players were supposed to do and all that stuff. You know, all the people that like to crap all over pro football focus, they don't like what pro football focus says, but they don't have any other better solution. Like they think like just like coaches are going to tell them everything. No, coaches are not going to tell them everything. Coaches protect that stuff. Sometimes certain coaches do, certain, uh, most don't. Why? Because they don't want, you know, source you know ronald darby blew this or well uh, i mean there's only a certain amount of people that know that you know and it's probably going to start with the defensive coordinator or a position coach or a head coach and that makes it tough for players so darby gets a one-year three million dollar it looks like base package and then he can make up to a, a four million uh, in incentives, not a big, not a huge deal. Uh, again, missed 20 games over the last three years, uh, as we as we mentioned, a, a good deal of that, obviously, from the torn ACL. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of it is going to come down. Now, look, here's what I kind of like about this situation. Number one, it's not a lot of money. Number two, if he's right, healthy and, and healthy, he was again a very good corner. In Buffalo, and even when he first got to Philadelphia. So the Redskins could be getting a steal here. He comes home, and here, here's, you know, something that I always look at. Now, we don't know if he's done in terms of being elite forever. That's the presumption. Maybe he was struggling last year because he was still coming back from the ACL. He still wasn't right. You know, just because you're out there doesn't mean you're blazing fast, doesn't mean you're totally right. I mean, you know, again, if you look at it, sometimes it takes guys almost two full years to, like, hit their stride again, to not to trust it, to not have rust, to, to mentally trust it. In baseball, sometimes it takes pitchers, you know, basically almost two years to be like themselves again after a torn elbow ligament. Yeah, same kind of thing in football with the torn knee ligament. Um, Darby did have 11 passes defended in 11 games last year. So that's a positive sign. 32 over three years. That according to profootballreference.com. So that's, you know, I think that's pretty decent. 62 times in coverage in 2019, according to profootballfocus.com premium, Uh, He allowed 39 receptions, two interceptions. Again, the six touchdowns, that's not great. Uh, Missed a bunch of tackles, nine. On 506 overall defensive snaps, 
you know, again, we just don't know if he's going to be what he was. 117.9 passer rating against, according to Pro Football Focus, and 17 yards uh, per reception. That's not great. You know, again, some of that is the missed tackles. You know, you miss a tackle on a short pass, eight, you know, six, seven, eight yards, and all of a sudden it turns into 13, 14, 15, 16, 20, whatever it might be. Um, and the, the little bit of film that I, you know, I've seen on him, it seemed like his positioning was, was good. It seemed like he was there and like he was competing. He just wasn't exactly right. Just wasn't exactly right. Uh, there was one, uh, play that I saw against Devante Parker, uh, down in Miami and it was just a deep pass leap and, and, and Darby's you know, pretty good position, and he's outstretched, and, and, you know, the ball's just simply thrown just a hair over him, and Parker makes the catch, you know, so that's not terrible positioning. It's not like he's 10 yards off the pace. So if you get a healthier Ronald Darby this year, if he's fully recovered, if he's more mentally and physically sound, I think this could be a pretty good deal for the Redskins. I've always liked him. The fact that he played last year, weeks 8, 9, then they went on by 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 16. So he played the last, what, eight games for the Eagles? He started off the year 1, 2, 3, then missed a bunch of games. So he missed like five games. You know, that's at least a positive. And he was playing a pretty regular amount of snaps the entire time. I guess the final game of the year, he only played 11 snaps. Uh, actually, you know what? He missed, I'm sorry, week 17. They didn't play him. I'm sorry. I apologize about that. The last game against Dallas, uh, week 16, that he played in, he only played 11 snaps. So, you know, obviously that's something a little bit to be concerned about. Uh, listen, uh, again, I, I just go back to if he's right, if he's right, he can at least be a fairly good addition for the Redskins. Um, how does he fit in in terms of the roster that they have right now? We'll tackle that next. Ronald Darby in the fold, one-year, $4 million, or max a $4 million agreement for the Oxen Hill, Maryland native. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll come on back, and we'll tackle that next. What's up, guys? If you've been a listener of this podcast, the Locked On Redskins podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Redskins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Redskins fans, just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Locked On Redskins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, that's text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Redskins podcast. So we finish up on Ronald Darby and we'll do it this way. So now that you have Kendall Fuller in the mix... And you've traded Quentin Dunbar, and we know all of those moves and the Darby deal not official as of late Sunday night. Probably will be official early this week. But now that you have Jimmy Moreland, you have Fabian Moreau, Norman and Dunbar Gonski, you have Nicholson. Basically, three-fourths of your starting secondary are gone from last year. 75% of it, and that's okay. I mean, Dunbar, obviously, big loss, but... So what you have is Fabian Moreau. You have Jimmy Moreland, who they seem to like more outside than inside. So you have Moreau and Moreland basically battling the way I look at it for one spot. Then you have Darby on the other side. And if he's healthy, I'm pretty sure he'll be the starter uh, at the one spot. And again, it'll come down to Moreland or Moreau probably for the starting outside corner. Now, if Kendall Fuller is capable of certainly playing outside if they need him to. But they plan, from what I understand and from what everybody understands, to be the starting slot. Now, you might say, well, well slot guy is not always out there, but they're out there 70% of the time anyway. You know, so, I mean, in certain packages, he can be the outside. And remember, the nice thing about Kendall Fuller is he played a little strong. He played a little free. As a matter of fact, he played free um, during the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you could do different things with him, even if they're not in a three wide receiver package. So I think basically what you're looking at is if Darby's healthy, he's the starter on one side. If Moreau and Moreland are healthy, they are battling. And the one that loses essentially is, I guess, the top backup. And Kendall Fuller is the starter at slot with, again, the positional versatility to go in. And, you know, basically, you know, from that standpoint, then you kind of wonder, okay, who rounds out the group? Do they just take five? Is it Simeon Thomas, who I think is suspended for one more game to start the year and then can play? So, I mean, obviously they would have to have somebody else uh, and then they could make a post week one roster move. We'll see. Um, But that's basically how it looks. But 75% of the starting secondary from last year, Dunbar, Monte Nicholson, and and, uh, Josh Norman, at least for much of the season, gone, gone, gone. And two of them, obviously, couldn't wait to get rid of. Uh, Dunbar, I hate that he's not here, but he just could not in any way, shape, or form keep his mouth shut over his frustration. Um. You know, so who knows? I mean, you had to make changes. You had to get better communication. You had to fix things. And hopefully the Redskins struck a little lightning in a bottle. Here's what I know. If Ronald Darby's healthy and if he's right, he's damn good. Period. That's what I know. I don't know that about Moreau. I know he's better outside than inside. 
They seem to think that Jimmy Moreland's better outside than inside. Okay, fine. I'll take them at their word. Here's what I know. If Ronald Darby's healthy, Ronald Darby is by far their best corner. And then I would still look for them to draft somebody. You know, whether it's third, fourth, fifth round, somewhere in that range. Um, you know, who knows? All right, so that's that. Now, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Earnhardt Jr. was on the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, and I think this was Friday. And he basically said, look, for whatever little it's worth, I mean, his opinion doesn't mean much. But, I mean, look, in the ivory tower, maybe you can, uh, you, you know, maybe you can chalk this up to, you know, this is how others in the organization feel, right? Um, and I don't know if he has any relationship at all with Ron Rivera, but he sure as heck has one with Dan Snyder. And he wants the Redskins to take Chase Young over to a tongue of Iowa. Whoopee! That's what I want. That's what everybody should want. That's what the whole free world should want. That's the right thing to do. So good for Dale Earnhardt Jr. for not trying to be different or not trying to cause a stir and cause issues for whatever it's worth. Again, on the Dan Patrick Show, here's what he said. Quote, you have to worry about the injury and whether he can overcome that. Look, I am so far removed from it. Nobody but the insiders really know where two is at physically. Even then, I don't know. So the concern is that you take two and he never doesn't ever overcome that injury. Hips are serious deals, man. You don't see a lot of guys coming back from hip injuries and doing well. But if we don't draft him and he becomes this awesome player, that's just the risk you take, and I'm willing to take that risk. Well said. Well said, Dale Jr. And, you know, as I said, Dale Jr. is dead on correct. He also went on, uh, you know, to say, and we've talked about the Tuatung Viola situation a million times. He said, look, Chase Young, quote, he's an awesome player. They're talking about how he's like once in a decade kind of player to be drafted for that position. With the other guys that we drafted on defense, especially defensive line, over the last several years, it would just make it, uh, make, it make us real tough on the front line there. Again, Dale Earnhardt Jr., completely correct, 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 correct. Um, and that's it. At first, I got to be honest with you, when I read the headline to this story and ForTheWin.com put it out, I read it reverse, and I was about ready to take on Dale Earnhardt Jr. I'm glad I slowed down and reread it because I thought it said, at first, take Tua instead of Chase. And as you know, if anybody listens to me, and I don't know how many people actually listen to what I say, I am so out on Tua Tagovailoa at number two. Uh, I would never take him with his injury track. And it has nothing to do with just the one. Like, everybody keeps boiling it down to the hip, the hip, the hip. That's the only injury that matters. No, it's the track record of five or six other injuries before the hip. It's a track record thing. It's a career thing. He's always going to be hurt. That Just some guys are built like that. Some guys are not. Kirk Cousins is never hurt or hasn't been hurt. Tom Brady was hurt the one year, but he's never been hurt outside of that. Eli Manning never hurt. I mean, how do you explain it? Some guy, Ben Roethlisberger, always hurt. You know, um, I mean, he's great when he's not, but he gets hurt a lot. Period. Dak Prescott, never hurt. Russell Wilson, never hurt. Like, if you can't have a quarterback that can stay on the field, he's no good to you. Period. End of story. End of story. That, and that's part of my concern with Dwayne Haskins. 
Maybe I'm overreacting to that. We'll see. All right, we'll come back. We'll finish it up. Is Trent Williams' agent, Vince Taylor, the man to blame? We'll wrap it up next on the Locked On Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we finish up the Locked On Redskins podcast. One other note that I forgot to mention uh, that we'll throw in there for you. Austin Hooper did admit over the weekend, I believe this was to SiriusXM NFL Radio, that he did have to choose between the Cleveland Browns and the Washington Redskins. Uh, I didn't get to hear the interview yet. Uh, I hope to do a piece on it if I can squeeze one out. Uh, But basically the quote per J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington, quote, from Austin Hooper, it really came down to Cleveland and Washington. At the end, I chose to be a Brown. Now, again, I don't know if that's because he chose $11 million per year and the Redskins were only offering eight. I'm not sure. I've heard a couple of different things on that. I'm not sure what to believe. So the bottom line is this, you know, you can choose the Cleveland Browns over the Redskins. Well, duh, I would choose the Cleveland Browns over the Redskins too. If there was a $2 million per year difference. Uh, And I probably would choose Baker Mayfield over Dwayne Haskins. Quite honestly. I mean, I don't think you're wrong for that. So, If that's the case, good luck. I mean, you made the right move. Uh, Clearly, the Redskins were interested, as we all thought. And I was just surprised how quickly that decision came down uh, for Austin Hooper. All right. So, again, if you missed our top story, the Redskins uh, agree to terms with Ronald Darby. Here's the question or here's the thing that I want to wrap up the show with. Vince Taylor, the uh, agent for Trent Williams, So we know what kind of stink he caused early last week. We know he sandblasted the Redskins on 106.7 The Fan on Thursday. I think we included some of that in our last episode. Not 100% sure. Um, But here's the bottom line. You talk to people around the NFL like I do, and I know uh, Mike Jones of USA Today uh, has said the same thing on my radio station, 106.7 The Fan. People around the NFL believe that Vince Taylor is hurting his client. People around the NFL feel that a trade would have happened long ago to get Trent Williams out of Washington if Vince Taylor was not looking for the moon and the stars and orchestrating the ship. Now, whether these people are all wrong, whether this is more feeling, whether this is more, you know, I, I more opinion as opposed to knowledge, I would just say this. It, it's, it's weird to have the people that I have and then for Jones to essentially say the wrong thing. And he basically said it even harsher. I'm not even saying Vince is a bad agent. He's saying basically that Vince Taylor is the reason he is killing him. He's a terrible agent is basically what Jones told Chad Dukes, uh, my colleague at 106.7 The Fan on Friday afternoon. So 
Look, um, I wonder if Trent has to step in. Like, if a trade does not happen at the at the draft, I don't know what both sides are going to do. I, I mean, at that point, if you're Trent Williams, I, I know you want to be loyal. I know you don't want to fire anybody, but you have to like be like, okay, if a trade does not happen at the, at the draft, do I have to go out and get a new agent? Do I have to go out and do something drastic or bring somebody in at least to break the ice? Because I need to get out of here. I don't want to be here. They clearly are not going to take care of me. I am not going to play for them. And yet we can't make a deal happen. I've had permission and we can't get a deal done. Now, maybe a deal gets done. But again, one of the big things that is hurting Trent Williams, besides the money request, whatever it turns out to be, is the fact that the left tackle market is flooded in the draft this year. Again, there's four guys that are expected to go minimum, maybe a fifth, in the first round at left tackle. At left tackle, why would you, if you could get 75-80% of the great Trent Williams, and who's to say you're going to get the great Trent Williams? You don't even know if you could put a helmet on and play football with the friction involved in the helmet. And sweat and perspiration and hitting and banging, we don't even know. But if you could get 80% of the best Trent Williams and pay 10 to 20%, of the value of what Trent Williams, why would you? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you take an Andrew Thomas? Why wouldn't you take a Mackie Becton, a 21, 22 year old kid who you can develop and who can play hopefully eight to ten years for you? You know why wouldn't you do that? It makes no sense. I mean, Trent Williams is really good. He's not that much better. Like I said, if he if he's 15, 20% better than those guys, the best of those guys. And maybe he's more, but he's going to cost a boatload more money. Why would you do that? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for the Locked on Redskins podcast. We tried to get a bunch in. We still have a lot more to go uh, in terms of the next episode. And the next episode, we're going to talk about the quarterback situation because Charlie Casserly has weighed in on Dwayne Haskins versus Kyle Allen. Bucky Brooks has weighed in on Dwayne Haskins versus Kyle Allen. I have my spin. Redskins fans have their spin. We'll talk more about that next Seg, uh, next episode, I should say, next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. In the meantime, thanks for being with us. Hope you had as good of a weekend as you possibly could. Please check out our five and one minute reports. Please check out the Locked on NFL podcast uh, that Brian Peacock and company do, Matt Williamson, uh, for all your NFL news and coverage. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, make sure you follow me at Russellmania621 at Locked Redskins. Read me redskinsreport.com. And you can email me, Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Have a great start to your week right here on LOR. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.